This is the Season Long Podcast in support of the YouTube channel Season Long Baller. Hope you're having a wonderful day and it is playoff time. We are getting deep into the playoffs now as we are into the Eastern Conference semifinals where the Wizards played the Bulls in game one. We will talk about that in just a bit, but let's recap a little bit of what happened in the first round where the Wizards defeated the Pacers 4-0. to So you're probably aware of that one. That is, of course, the one eight seed game. And then Philly defeated Miami uh, four games to two. So that is your two seed over the seven seed. And then the two games that we're going to take a closer look at are the two series that we're going to take a closer look at. Atlanta uh, losing to Chicago. That's the four or five game. Uh, Chicago taking that series four to one. And then Cleveland taking Boston four games to one as well. Out West, Memphis took care of the Lakers four to one. Denver took care of Minnesota 4-1, and that was the 4-5 matchup with Denver being the 5. Dallas lost to Sacramento, and we will definitely talk about that in just a bit. It is the only series in the first round that went all seven games. And then the Clippers took care of Portland 4-1, and that is a 2-7 matchup. So taking a look first again, going back out east, Atlanta took uh, the hard L to the Bulls, losing that series four games to one, and we're mentioning this because Atlanta, of course, gave us a lot of trouble during the season as we split the season series with them, swept the Bulls. But Atlanta was the team I thought was going to win this series, but they did not. And again, it is just a 4-5 series uh, matchup. But the Bulls took it four games to one. And taking a quick look at some of the individual games here, in game one, the Bulls shot 71%. They only missed 11 shots while hitting 27 and that is usually a recipe for success. They defeated the Bulls by 30. I mean, defeated the, um, the Hawks by 30, 77-47 by virtue of shooting 71% from the field, 58% from deep. That is usually enough to get it done. The Hawks only shot 44% from the field, which isn't terrible. But when your opponent is shooting 71%, well, that's probably not good enough. The trend pretty much continued. The Bulls continuing their hot shooting, shooting 54% from the field, and they took game two by five, 67-62. Game three went the Bulls' way, as now we are in Chicago. Bulls win by 14, 65-51. Again, shooting over 50% by a good margin, 56% from the field, while the uh, Hawks only shot 46% from the field and were only 31% from deep. The Bulls were shooting 57% from deep, taking game three. The Hawks finally get a one-point victory in game four to salvage a little bit of, uh, well, actually to salvage the series and to get the opportunity to go back to Atlanta, 55-54. And the Bulls continued their hot shooting, shooting 55% from the field in this game, although they do take the L, and the Hawks shot 47% from the field. But the Hawks did a good job on the offensive glass, getting eight and uh, actually getting, uh, actually out-rebounding the Bulls in this particular game. However, again, one-point loss for the Bulls in this one. Hawks are still alive. But in game six, oh, sorry, game five, again, Bulls shot 60% from the field. Hawks only shot 46%, a nine-point victory for the Bulls, and they become the Wizards' opponents in the semifinal round, 62-53. to now, taking a look look at the other Eastern Conference series that we will highlight, and that will be the 3-6 matchup, Cleveland against Boston. And remember, you've heard me say it a million times, you're probably tired of me saying it, how Boston rallied during the season. 
If you're new to the channel season long baller, and of course we simulated the entire 82 game season through the Washington Wizards and our NBA 2K23 player Bill Jamon Summers. Now, the Boston Celtics started out the season as you would expect the real Celtics to start as they were playing well, but then Jason Tatum got hurt and the Celtics basically fell out of all playoff position, even play in position. Jason Tatum got healthy late in the season. He was out supposedly for the season with an Achilles injury, but he comes back a little bit early and the Celtics rally. And not only do they rally and get just past the play-in, but they get into the playoff, the final playoff position where they are the sixth seed. And I had them penciled in as possibly making a run to the Eastern Conference Finals at least. However, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the three seed, had something to say about that. And the Cavaliers defeated the Boston Celtics four games to one. In game one, Cavaliers defeated the Celtics 59-44. In game two, defeated the Celtics again 62-46, shooting 51% from the field. In game three, the Celtics do hold home court, winning 70-57 and shooting a blazing 66% from the field, 29 out of 44, while the Cavaliers shot 49% from the field. And they lost in this one again, 70 to 57. However, game four goes back in the favor of the Cavaliers as the Celtics, as well as they shot in game three, they only shot 38% from the field in game four and took a close 51-47 lead to the uh, Cavaliers. And now going back to Cleveland for game five, the Cavaliers shot 57%. The Celtics shot 52% from the field, but only 30% from deep going seven out of 23. Cavaliers take game five. The Celtics, who I've been claiming the whole time were going to be the uh, dark horse, uh, the dark horse winner in the East, actually go down four games to one. So now let's swing out to the West really quickly because there is definitely a series I want to talk about there, and that is the three-six matchup between Dallas and Sacramento. Reason I want to talk about this one is because Dallas got up in the series three games to one. And then the Kings rallied, and that's right, came back from a 3-1 deficit, took game seven, and that is where um and that is where the season, the series actually changed. All right, so in game one, the Mavericks barely outshot the Kings 51% to 50%, as the Kings shot exactly 50%, 22 out of 44. The Mavericks were just slightly better, 22 out of 43. That's how close it was. But the Mavericks hit 10 more th- 10 three-pointers while the Kings only hit four three-pointers, six more than the Kings, and that was basically the difference in the game. Mavericks take game one, 61-53. Game two goes the Kings' way, 53-46. The Kings only shot 42% from the field, but managed to get the victory over the Mavericks, who shot 49% from the field, and believe it or not, again, pretty close in uh, percentages again, this time in three-point category. As the Kings were 5 out of 19, the Mavericks were 5 out of 18. But a 53-46 victory for the Kings. Now in Game 3, Mavericks shoot 50% from the field. The Kings shot 61% from the field. However, made 5 less 3-pointers and the Mavericks get the win 68-64. to The Mavericks were also 15 of 16 from the free throw line, while the Kings were only 4 out of 5 from the charity strike. And that put the series at 2-1 to one in favor of the Kings. Game 4 was the Mavericks' blowout, shooting 43% from the field. The Kings only shot 39% from the field. The Kings shot no free throws in this game, while the Mavericks were 12 out of 13. Mavericks win 65-44. I'm sure the Kings were complaining about that free throw discrepancy. But 
It's now a 3-1 series lead by virtue of this 21-point blowout for the Mavericks, and then the series changes. Game 5, the Kings shoot 46% from the field. The Mavericks only 41, 62-55 in favor of the Kings. Game 6, Mavericks shoot 35% from the field. The Kings shot 44% from the field. The Kings made only 5 of 23 pointers, but the Mavericks were 3 out of 21 with only 14% from the field and 3 pointers. And the Kings take a 52-46 victory, setting up Game 7 in Dallas. And the Mavericks had a horrible time shooting in Game 7. 16 out of 47, so just over 1 out of every 3 shots. 34% from the field. The Kings were slightly better. 21 out of 46. The Kings, despite the fact they were an atrocious 3 out of 19 from 3-point distance, 16% clip there. The Mavericks were shooting 1 out of every 3. However, the Kings get the important Game 7 victory and rally from a 3-1 deficit, winning 55-48. to And that is the biggest (laughs) difference out there out West. Kings with a 4-3 victory in that series. All right, so bringing it now to the semifinal round, where the Wizards lead Chicago 1-0, and we'll talk about that game in just a moment. The 2-3 matchup is Philly against Cleveland in the East, and that is Philly holding a 1-0 lead there. Out West, Memphis is trailing Denver 1-0. Denver is the 5 seed. Memphis is the 1 seed. And uh, again, Denver leads that series 1-0. And then the 2-6 matchup because of Sacramento's comeback uh, series victory over the Mavericks. The Kings are facing the Clippers in the 2-6 matchup there. And the Clippers are up 1-0. So the Wizards took game one of this uh, series with a 21-point blowout, 84-263. Zach Levine led the way for the Bulls with 20 points, going 7 out of 14 from the field, and he probably had the best game from the Bulls. Uh, Lonzo Ball was only 2 out of 10, but as you know, he is playing on a sprained MCL, and you will see the yellow cross during the game under Ball. And of course, as you know, our simulation is different, and Lonzo Ball in real life is injured and has not play, did not play at all during the season, but Ball here is compromised, and we're definitely trying to take advantage of that. His ball was an all-defensive performer as well in our simulation, so he is a good defensive player in this game, just like he is in real life. The Wizards were led by Bradley Beal with 25 points, 8 out of 11 from the field, 3 out of 5 from deep, 6 out of 7 from the free throw line for 25 points. Summers had 19, and Porzingis had 18, and of course, Jamon Summers is our player build, and that led the way for the Wizards, 84-63. But the biggest point here, the Wizards had a 34-13 advantage in the second quarter, and that was basically what changed the concept, uh, changed the entire complexion of the game. The Wizards went into that quarter with a nine-point lead, 26-17, but then the 21-point difference in the second quarter, after Summer sat down and Monte Morris, the backup point guard, came in, along with Will Barton and Rui Hashimura, uh, among the bench unit, Daniel Gafford, who was... Uh, among the leading vote getters for sixth man of the year in our simulation. By that point at halftime, that was a 60 to 30 advantage for the Wizards. And that was basically ball game. So the Wizards took that one, uh, taking game one, 84 to 63, as the Wizards shot 57% from the field. And the Bulls, who we just talked about, shot over 50%, in some cases over 55% in the entire series against Atlanta only shot 42% against the Wizards and 26% from deep going 7 out of 27. So now it's time to take a look at our Jamon Summers 
play of the week. We're happy to have you with us, and we are underway in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Jamon Summers drives against Ball and looks like Green, and the layup falls. Good start for Summers. All right, so next week, the conference semifinals continue. Wizards, Bulls, and Sixers, Cleveland in the East, and Memphis, Denver, Clippers, Kings in the West. And the Wizards will play game two later on today. Hope you join us for that on our YouTube channel, Season Long Baller. So hope to see you for that one. So Wizards, Bulls will take place a little bit later on today. That's going to do it for this edition, number 26 of the Season Long Podcast. Happy to have you with us and glad that you were able to make a little bit of time in your busy day to check us out. Hope to have you a little bit later when we take on the Bulls in Game 2 in the Conference Semifinals. You have a wonderful rest of your day. See you later. 